It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and WWE superstar AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Welcome in. We don't have to overthink some of these sometimes. Welcome into episode number 61 of Jobbing Out. <laughs> I know what it is. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you know exactly what it is. Clearly how many home runs Roger Maris hit. That's right. That's right. Wanted to honor the great Roger Maris this week. Wait, 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 wait. It's how old somebody is that debuted on WWE. You might think that. You might think that. It ain't. All right, we'll get look, we know we'll get to it, all right? Calm down. We'll get to it. Uh Glenn, Aaron, Brandon. Rumors about uh, an appearance this week from uh, the main event, AJ Francis, as we will pick TakeOver War Games, which is coming up this Sunday night on the WWE Network. There are some things we need to discuss beforehand. I thought about, boys, um, I had a suggestion from someone, uh, a listener to the program, said, have you ever thought about going back and revisiting things that you were wrong about and admitting I was wrong about something, like doing it as like a segment on the show? And I said, well, I'm never wrong, so it would make it very difficult, right? Like, how <laughs> would we, a long list of those. How would we ever do the segment if you're never wrong about anything? Um, and, I, you know, I, I, I laughed it off. And I, I, I keep thinking to myself, like, there's going to be a moment. There's going to be a moment where I'm going to sit down and say, God, how wrong was I about certain things? <laughs> that moment isn't this week. <laughs> and by the way, we can add in last week because we didn't get to talk about it. But I don't even remember what we. What did we not talk about last week? AEW or NXT? So oh, there were some things on AEW. I gotta be honest week. with you. I've already forgotten. I don't know what Combined happened. With on, the thing I have no week. idea what happened on AEW ne- last week. I know I watched it. In Has fact, I choked out Cody. I vaguely, I vaguely remember like. that. Yeah, that wasn't nearly that offensive. Look, um. Uh, I'm, here's why I'm struggling today, right? Because I want to be able to do the bit that a lot of people do where they just say, look, man, just let me enjoy the moment. Let me enjoy Tony Schiavone yelling out, it's Sting! Let, just let me enjoy it, right? And I want to be able to say, I understand that. And I want to be able to say, like, it is kind of part of, like, being a wrestling fan is every now and then something happens and it, it makes no sense and you can't explain it, but yet you choose to enjoy it anyway, right? Like, I, I want to be able to do that. I have no fucking idea how I could. I, well, can I try to explain how you can? Do, do, like, your, do your best. You're not going I, to. I, I'm going, no, I'm, I'm You're not going to. Here. And, and this is going to go back to the conversation we had about, like, you know, something offensive versus something that's just there. And to me, this kind of falls into the latter. We don't where, know that yet. Oh. We don't and know by the way, yet. I already okay. can't. I'm going there's to go back to no chance I'll agree. Go, they go ahead. He did nothing. You can't say that. Right. Exactly. He did nothing. He was the main idea of that whole segment. But that's the thing. He did nothing. 
He did nothing. He was not winning the so title. So you, He's can't not come out, so you can't come out and say that it's fine. But I can't come out and say that it's terrible either because it's nothing. No, 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 no. The default is that it's terrible. You have no, the, They have to make it default. fine. No, 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 nah. no. The fault is not that it's terrible. The same way, you know, Glenn always says, I reserve the right, right. to change this. No, 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 right, no, 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 and I agree problem. I agree with that, Aaron, but except I'm going to disagree with you about one thing. The default is that since Darby Allen won the TNT Championship, he has become less and less important in his own storylines. So Darby Allen went from being the guy that was being put over to being the third most important part of the story that he's currently involved in. Fuck that nonsense. Fuck your nonsense about it not being harmful. It's wildly harmful. I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't get on board with this. I can't get on board with this being anything other. And I, God, I, I, I hate the fact. I, I, I'm going to say that Brandon was right about something, but the truth is at the time he wasn't right. The point is that he's been proven right since then. This is exactly what it is. It's whatever AEW does, we're just going to say we love it, despite the fact that if WWE did the same thing, we'd say we hate it. Fuck it all. That's exactly what's happening here. This has nothing to do with anything other than that. Brian Powell was trying to convince me last night that, that somehow Sting would be good for Darby Allin. Darby Allin is like one of the most compelling characters in all of professional wrestling. He's cool, he's counterculture, he can work, he's awesome. Darby Allin doesn't need shit. More or less a 61-year-old man who's apparently going to be a full-timer in AEW. Stop For multiple it. years. Stop it. You like this because you've decided you like what AEW does, no matter what it is, despite the fact that you would yell about the exact same thing if WWE was doing it. This is shit. Plain and simple. That's all it is. And trust me, I like Sting, too. In 1989... What are we doing? How can, Aaron, how can you try to convince yourself that this isn't already harmful? How? How? Because right, because right now, he, you know, and I can be very quickly proven wrong. Well, not proven wrong because I'm, I'm as apprehensive about you. But in this very ever- moment, in the moment that we're talking about, Sting hasn't, you know, hit a death drop on anybody. Sting has oh, stood there. Do you really think that's not going to happen? It's not, but it's, it, but it's not even about whether or not. Moment, Hang on. Bra- I can say, Brandon, in this I know. Moment, in this one were you, not moment a, were, you, were you not offended at the announcers trying to sell this as like this groundbreaking moment in the history of like that this should be the moment we remember for the rest of our lives or whatever the hell they said? Like that was ridiculous. This has already happened. We've already seen this happen. Like this guy already did his thing his farewell thing like we don't need this again i i don't get it yeah it's somehow relevant because it's happening on tnt i mean that that's like that's the best yeah, story I mean, they've that, got that, that's silly i'm is, just saying at this moment at this moment this is like when before he got involved in the world title picture when goldberg came back and we were like huh this is kind of fun no we he didn't pop we can say goldberg now once he got into the title picture it became a huge problem but until difference. then even glenn was on board with all right let's just chant goldberg a little bit the big difference Goldberg had not been in wrestling for like 20 years or something or 10, 15, whatever. Some ridiculous time. We just saw this six years ago or something. I, there is no sting itch to be scratched. No. Nothing. It's it's over. By the way, we saw what he looks like trying to wrestle like an actual wrestler. And by wrestler. the way, Brandon, what like, you're... What you're, you're sting is what it was. Right. But when he wrestled Seth Rollins, it was not pretty. But the two things that you're talking about, Brandon, what you're getting to, Aaron's trying to avoid, which is what could be coming. And I, I understand that, right? Like... 
which is why Aaron, I'm saying, Aaron you know, almost com- this turns into a match, I'm out. Aaron almost comically is trying to pretend like it's just going to be one thing that occurs <laughs> one time and is never going to go anywhere from that, which he makes it a three year deal. But, but it also makes it so much less interesting, right? Like it just makes it this unnecessary moment that occurred for the sake of it happening. Like it's it's absurd. But I'll even I'm going to entertain him for a second. You're still not addressing the fact that in the segment where it occurred, the guy that was supposed to be going over a few weeks ago is being made irrelevant in the process. Deal with that. Yeah, I mean, but he, also he, he was co- already made irrelevant by Cody. Ah, like Sting didn't do anything to change so, that. So yes, just, he made it worse. Right. He drove the nail in deeper because you've got Cody in there too, and all the announcers are talking about is Sting's history with Cody's family. Uh, that it, that was a problem right there. <laughs> that was a problem. You're 100 percent right. That was a problem. <laughs> By the way, and they'll almost certainly do something with the fact that that Darby Allen wears makeup. Like, there's no question that they're going to well, go. The, I mean, the, the stare down was, oh look, you're only wearing face paint on one side uh, of it's your a, face. A thousand percent somewhere that they're going, which just for fuck's sake, what are you doing? I was doing some. I was thinking about this last night, right? Because I saw so many people trying to to get over on this being a great moment and this being some wonderful thing. Um, uh, oh, I, right. I mean, I saw plenty. It was, you know. Um, and so I was doing my damnedest to try to figure out a way. Like, is there a way that Sting could be interesting? And like the best scenario, it's not now. Like, not not the way that they did this. This is not interesting. Like the best scenario I came up with. Was it like you somehow have um, Darby and Cody telling a story and Cody's trying to play up the fact that like Darby is a lone wolf and, 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 and nobody cares about him and, and, and that somehow that becomes interesting. And then like at the end, you know, when, when Darby doesn't have anybody to stand there with him, Sting comes out and stands there with him. Like, and then goes away afterwards, right? Like, it's just for the one moment. It's just for the reveal. I could create a scenario where that's semi-interesting or semi-compelling, but this is nothing. This is shit. That's all it is. It's shit. And to Brandon's point, the, the problem, even the dissonance doesn't work because it is harmful. It's already harmful. You're already stepping on Darby Allen, who you should be putting over. But that's doubled down by the fact that what they did is only compelling if Sting is a major factor, which is the absolute worst thing that could possibly come from all of this. Right, right. By the way, uh, are you in the scenario you were painting uh, with the story with Cody? Are you suggesting that that would make Cody like the heel? Yeah, I mean that—that's the problem. A story like that would never happen because. But what I'm saying is, if you did that, then we walk into another trap, which means we're getting Darby and Sting against fucking Dustin Rhodes and Cody. Right. So Trust that, me. I don't, what the, what I don't want any do of it. I'm, but, I, I, none of it's good. There's you nothing walk good. You booby traps no matter how you I'm, try to I, I want to make this very clear. There's nothing good that can be done with Sting being a significant part of a wrestling company in 2020. It, it, it doesn't work. I, I think maybe because we watched Mike Tyson. I mean, how did anybody watch that and think anything other than this is shit? Why am I watching this? This isn't good. It's not. And the the exact people, man, I hate to keep being the one that has to say this over and over and over and over, but, you know, Glenn's jumped on this train too. The exact same people that are saying this was great are the people who criticized The Undertaker for continuing to wrestle. How can you think those two things at the same time? 
It doesn't. I mean, man, there's no way. I, I, you the, the Undertaker is a thousand times more you, compelling you than this thing ever would be. You can't would reconcile be. this. The, I, the, the best thing that somebody did to attempt to reconcile it is to say, look, I'm just a sting mark. That's it. Right, like well, that's fu- that's, that's, that's all. The all like the only way that you can reconcile it is to say I don't care about anything else in the world, no matter how many people it hurts. I want Sting in my life. I would say seek help. Like I would start <laughs> with that if that's who you are. But it's the only way you can reconcile any of this. This sucks so much. This is so bad. This is not what any professional wrestling company should be doing it's terrible it hurts me like it i i I need this to be said it hurts me because i so badly want one day to just wake up and be like you know what i'm hard on them because the cody thing has been so bad but like damn it i I really need to reflect more of what other people are trying to feel. Like, when people try to tell me that like, they've rekindled their love of pro wrestling because of AEW, right? Like, I want, to, I want to be able to find that somewhere. I so desperately want to feel what other people are feeling. But I am just more and more convinced by the week that it's just bullshit. It's just, I will continue to say that I love anything they do, no matter what, despite the fact that none of it is justifiable. You, it, it, it reminds me... Of, do, you, you know who was super excited to see Steve, Sting last night? Steve Miggs! Steve Miggs! And of course, when we talked to Steve Miggs about the last thing, the moment he had to justify it, he was like, oh, right, I guess I can't. I am convinced that it's just people who have decided I love this thing now, no matter what. That's it. That's all. Nothing else. I just decided that I'm going to love it, and the rest of you just kinda have to deal with it. Um, quickly, before uh, AJ jumps in here to make picks, anybody want to say anything else about Sting? See, I'm no, not right now. We can do this later. <laughs> Why? We can do it. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, actually, Brennan made me say something that I, I am curious about. Like again, not thinking about what's going to happen with a two-year contract and stuff, but in the moment, how was that segment very different from? The Undertaker coming out the night after WrestleMania and destroying Elias, which we were all there for and we all enjoyed. Wait, how is it different? Yeah, how you're, you're saying that the this under, is bad? The Undertaker, because- the Undertaker is understood, is there, and is going to do these things, and Elias is not like if he would have. I mean, come Undertaker, out, Undertaker hadn't shown up for. If a he would have come out and choke slammed Kofi Kingston the night after he won the title, that would be a better comparison to this. Like, I mean, but, is, but Elias is a guy we liked who we wouldn't want to see get buried by an older guy. So I, I think that, that for people This is who the dumbest thing hey, I've ever hey, heard. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 we, hey. All right, damn it. We will get back to it. Hello. How Hello. are you? Hey. Guess who just joined us? The main event. Event. Hey, hey, AJ Francis is here. I know him. He's on hey, the show. Can we do my can we do my bit again? My favorite bit where you gotta edit out what I said. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, I do like this bit. And it's I I, I appreciate <laughs> You're rescuing us from despair. So we'll we'll yeah. take this. <laughs> um okay. Um what have I told you guys so By the far? way, Aaron, Aaron save your thought. We're gonna revisit last it. Last time it was it was beep beep beep. God damn it. You know, it just made me have to do more work, you motherfucker. That didn't help me at all. Have I told you? Have I told you the story? That was the. Have I told you about? Have I told you the story about? Yeah. No. Nope. Okay. So 
this was actually like three months ago. Um, we were filming for the black. You're gonna have to beep off. Oh, I'm but, very aware, pal. <laughs> uh, we were filming. We were filming three months ago at uh, house in, and um, uh, halfway through, I mean, half. Well, we finished the scene in in like uh, room, and then uh, they were setting up for, but they don't need me for the interview scene. So, uh, me, we're sitting in this living room and we're having a conversation about the good old days. And, you know, it's just a good time. And then middle of the conversation, uh, looks up and says, Hey, you still, <laughs> and goes, Oh yeah. And he goes, let's go on the porch. So no. then I got up and with <laughs> here's the thing I don't know which I hate more the fact that you've had this experience and I haven't or the fact that I have to go back and do work to edit it out so that nobody knows about the experience that you had you, you need but, to keep a raw copy of this so we can like just kind of co- make a compilation no, but here's of the, stories here's the real part what, what I did last time was try to leave in just enough words that people could attempt to solve this like a Mad Lib Right, like I, I if, obviously none of you guys went back and listened. I, 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 I did. I listened. To I, it. I didn't. I didn't take it. I didn't like bleep over the entire like what I it did. Was perfect. It was it, perfect. It was like here's AJ. AJ's like so the other day I went to and saw and we were and it was a good time with and like that was the way that I did it. And I just realized, like, it was definitely worth it. Like it was, it was great editing on my part because I'm clearly a professional. I'm very good at what I do. But I just realized that you caused me a lot of work because <laughs> I've got yeah. to bleep a lot out in telling that story in a way that it's still really interesting. It's it. My God, it couldn't be more compelling. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> Guys, you know what I just realized? The three of us have a lot of power right now. Oh, that's true. We could basically ask AJ for whatever he wants. We could hold it over his head. We're totally <laughs> letting him. That's one way to do it. But then, you know. No, no, no. Actually, that wasn't what I was saying. That's true. That wasn't what I was saying. I was saying the three of us have a lot of power over Glenn right now because we could say anything that would have to be edited. (laughs) Hey, hey. Or he would just delete the whole episode. Yeah, eat a dick (laughs) is what you could do. You could eat a dick. That would be the other (laughs) option. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, that's just one of the. The mini. Do you want you want another story? Uh, yeah, of course we do. Of course we do. Who are we right. kidding? God um, damn, this is more work for me. Why did I say yes? Um. Uh, what about the uh, the time that me and went to a and the had a uh, war against uh, I believe and. <laughs> And um, There's so many edits. And, and, <laughs> and uh, uh, we we offered him for this. We offered him dollars. What for uh, round trip uh, to this year and like first. To, I mean, uh, uh, a cop to all the shows this year, and um, he turned it down. What? What? <laughs> I was. I have questions. See, but we, I, don't we, so, more I was going to say, with, I, I don't want to go on with this, but I, I could have like a ten-minute conversation about this content right is, now. That is. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, All so, right. Well, you're, that, look, 
again. And the crazy here's the craziest part. This is why he's the biggest idiot in the world. You ready for this? Wait, how this, was the how was the thing obtained by the guy? Uh, he got it from another. But like, okay. He paid. He paid for it last year. So we offered him. We offered him for it, and Russell, the first class. Did the person and, and not have was, the item themselves? Well, and, and that guy was and, just and also there and, and also and also was there when we did the whole right. Thing. That's the part that that amazes me. How do you say no to that? <laughs> I just realized, like, I might that's that entire. You gotta beat the whole thing. God damn it! I might have to get rid of the. I don't know how. I don't know what words I can take out of that to still make that work. Hey, um, hey, AJ, AJ. Yeah. Did did he respond? <laughs> no, he said he actually said I'm gonna have to politely decline. But here's the worst part. Here's why he's the biggest city in the world. Because now I know how that and that he's not even in the way to go. Way to go, Chief. <laughs> Nailed it. So so he turned down the greatest deal he'll ever get to be able to say but they don't Well, one day, one day you guys will know what AJ's talking about. One day. <laughs> This will be a conversation that we'll be able to explain in more detail. At the moment, you'll have to live with what we gave you. That's the way that this will have to go. Yeah, sorry, Ben Nash. Oh man! All right, I'll tell I'll tell Ben. Ben, uh, he can. Ben, you hear this? You can uh, text me. I'll tell you what I said. That's a good point. Ben, Ben, Ben hooks us up. So yeah, I mean, like that's that's probably somebody that can get trade off. All right. Let's do this. Let's make the picks. Uh, War Games is coming up on Sunday night. Oh, you know what? Before we do that, AJ, uh, we haven't talked yet about Pat Patterson. Um, mm-hmm. Like, obviously someone that is just just a monumental a figure. A monumental figure in WWE. I know he meant a lot to a lot of folks in NXT. Um, can you take me through the impact that he's had on on folks that, that, that you know and you, you work with, obviously? Um, honestly, like... He was not really, since I've been signed with WWE, he wasn't really around NXT that often that I saw him. Um, but, I mean, obviously his his impact goes without saying. I mean, the first Intercontinental Champion, um, the creator of the Royal Rumble match. I mean, his legacy lives on forever in professional wrestling. And um, it's, 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 it's really sad, you know. Um, but, you know, it's, he was 79. There's, you know, that it was, that's a long, happy life. I'm sure, you know, he wouldn't have traded anything in the world for the life that he lived. He made great friends, you know, the first openly gay professional wrestler that I know of. Um, and like, he was a, he was a, a he, he broke down barriers. He was one of a kind. And, um, you know, it's sad that he's gone, but it's really incredible. The impact that he had on this world, not just in professional wrestling, but the world in general. Um, I, if if you guys didn't see Sami Zayn's tweet that he sent out this week, it's maybe my favorite thing ever. <laughs> like it's legitimately, you know, I, I because for for people of our age, we don't have the same connection to Pat Patterson, the performer, right? Like just yeah, it's just you, you can't you can't have the same. You see, when I when I think Pat Patterson, I think the student. Right, exactly right. Patterson and Briscoe, the whole. That's exactly the way that I think of him. Um, Sami Zayn tweeted out a picture of um, of the night that he won the NXT title and Pat holding him up on his shoulder. And it said, when I won the NXT title, Pat was so proud and so happy. He had to be there to celebrate with me. If you watch it now, it's so funny. There's all the NXT kids and Pat Patterson. <laughs> He's the happiest one there. They told him, quote, Pat, you can't go out there, unquote. And he said, quote, try and fucking stop me. 
That is amazing. <laughs> what a legend. It's my favorite thing ever. It's just my favorite. Like, <laughs> it's perfect. It it's, encapsulates everything there. Oh, my God. It's just my absolute favorite thing. And you look at the picture, and it is. It's absurd, right? Like, it's all the NXT performers in the ring celebrating, and then just Pat Patterson. <laughs> Pat, Pat Patterson just saying, like, I'm going to go be a part of that. What are you going to do about it? I'm Pat Patterson. <laughs> yeah, I'm Pat Patterson. You going to fight me, motherfucker? Right. Like, oh, it's just, it's so wonderful. It's such a wonderful thing. Um, and, and no, I mean, the, clearly what you bring up, you know, the legacy of the, the Royal Rumble, the first Intercontinental Champion, Pat Patterson is an absolute true icon in this business. So, and I, what do you, and what do you like, guys think? They do, they do like touching. They do like touching emotional like thank yous when people die in wrestling, but like the one they did for Pat Patterson on NXT might have been my favorite one. Yeah, using him, I got literal. Yeah, that really was. And and you're right, AJ. This of all the things WWE does well, there's actually few things they do better than those tributes, right? Like they have eternally done those well. Um, This. Using him singing and mixed in with and my way, Frank Sinatra, and then like, you know, the 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 highlights of him not just as a performer, but like throughout his entire career, and it, man, it was just so dope. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good, no question. What did you guys think? I, I saw this floated around uh, a few places where the winner of the Royal Rumble from now on would get like a, a Pat Patterson trophy along with obviously the title shot. Yeah, yeah, I mean that would be that would be tremendous. Like who who would think that would be a bad idea? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, by all means, by all means, I'm totally on board with that being a concept. All right, let's uh, let's make some picks. Uh, War Games coming up Sunday night. Five matches on the card. Um, let's begin with just a, a regular old match. Uh, Timothy Thatcher, Thatch is Thatch can, and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, AJ, you have first pick. Um, I think that Ciampa should win. I think that because in order to promote and and they're in the. Did you hear my ESPN update just now? Oh, is it something important? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I, see, on, I see what it is. I see what it is. We'll probably be like, oh, oh, Arsenal uh, just started their game. Oh, shit. That is important. Well, what are we doing the show for? Turn the fuck off. Let's but, go. Um, okay. uh, you know, I think that Tommaso Ciampa should win because I think Tommaso Ciampa needs to be on his way back into the title picture. But I think that Timothy Thatcher will win because I think that it's uh, right now what they're doing with Tim is really cool. And I think it could give him a boost that he doesn't have. I think it'll be cheap. I think it'll be the anti of all the stuff he's been teaching in Thatch's Thatch Can uh, uh, Wrestling School. And it'll be cheap and it'll be typical slimy heel victory. And I think he'll win because of it. I absolutely agree that he will win. I think I disagree. I think he should win. Um, and I think it's more like you... you the way I look at it right now is, I look, I'm bummed that Tommaso Ciampa hasn't been more relevant in recent months because he's Tommaso Ciampa and he's amazing. But I do think you've kind of gotten to a point where he can survive a loss, particularly what you're describing, AJ, without it hurting him all that much because he's yeah. Tommaso effing Ciampa and Correct. be fine. Whereas right now, Timothy Thatcher really does need something. Like, he needs something that he's accomplished in order to be a significant figure. So... Um, I'm with you uh, that that he will win, and I actually think he should win too. You know, I'm largely on board. I couldn't help thinking during this segment, though, is there any way that we're looking at a bar situation here where this is going to be, a, you know, they're going to beat the crap out of each other, 
other. Maybe it, you know, maybe someone wins, maybe it ends a double count out and they end up teaming with each other. Cause the more I watched them, the more I really wondered. And, and, you know, just cause I think also it would be cool. Those guys as a tag team would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it makes me feel like this could be heading in that direction. Would they be called Team Weird Beard? Oh, that's not sure. bad. That's not bad. <laughs> I don't hate <laughs> also, that. Also, if you imagine the match that would have to take place for the titles, that would be the hardest hitting match ever. <laughs> Considering you're the champion. Yes. It, it would be pretty wonderful. Uh, I mean, I'd be for it. I'm not going to predict it, but I would be in favor of it. I think it would be. I, I, I'm going to say Thatcher probably wins cheaply, but I do wonder if this ends in like a double count out or a double DQ or, you know, something, some sort of draw. Brandon? I think that Thatcher should win for all the reasons that Glenn said. I, I'm not 100%. I think Champa might. I, I'm going to say Champa will win because. They, we've seen this story before with Thatcher where there's the match that he should win and he doesn't win. And he he's the one who put him out on Wednesday. Uh, he put Champ out. So I, it feels like they think that that looks like a strong victory to get Champa sort of back into the title picture in some way or a title picture, we'll say, in some way. Um, and, you know, the opposite would be if Champa's I mean, moving I'm on, for, I'm also I'm all for Tommaso Champa versus Johnny Gargano for the North American. Well, let's right. let's That's not give anything away now. Let's that. not. Oh boy. <laughs> maybe stop reading ahead there, AJ. <laughs> God, I'm you know more for it because Glenn's head will explode. But here we go, triple um, threat match for the. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Thatcher should win, but I I think they give it to Champa unless Champa is either doing the tag team thing or moving on. To Raw or SmackDown, and I don't really think he is. But if he is, then you definitely give it to Thatcher. I'm going to say, should Thatcher, will Champa. Triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. Leon Ruff against Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. AJ, why don't you go first, bud? Um, I think that Johnny Gargano oh, will win. Really? I think, I think that Damian Priest should win, though. I think that... I get it was for this storyline, and I get, um, like, they're building Leon Ruff, and it's been a good thing for him, and he comes out looking like a legitimate threat, win, lose, or draw from this match. Um, But I genuinely think that what Damian Priest did with the North American title was the best we've seen anybody do with the North American title since probably Velveteen Dream. And um, I don't know. I just really – I like what Damian Priest has been doing, man. I really wish they would have just kept it on him. Um, cause you could have told the same story by keeping the title on Damian Priest and not having to involve Leon Ruff. Um, but, um, I'm going to go with Johnny Gargano will win, but Damian Priest should win. I think Damian Priest should win. And I think Johnny Gargano will win. Um, we are in agreement on this one. Uh, I, I, I look, I, I just, how do you not look at Damian Priest and just want to throw everything? And I know I've said that for some time, but like, my God, he just checks every box. He's amazing. And I um, get it. It could be because he's going to lose it this he's going to lose it here and then move on to the world title. I could see that. I, I'm I'm fine saying. with that too, but it just seems like the real story is Johnny Gargano and so yes, I think that's the way that it's going to go. So I'm going to take the should in two different ways here. The should if we're talking about, you know, several weeks ago is absolutely Damian Priest. Damian Priest should hold this title. However, you've done all of this other stuff, and at this point, Damian Priest winning and just kind of saying, well, the last four weeks didn't matter, it feels weird. I think it almost has to, 
I mean, as I said, the, the Leon Ruff thing only makes sense if he's winning cleanly, which I don't see. And so the other possibility, like at this point, I think the most logical thing is that Johnny Gargano wins cheaply. He, he pins Leon Ruff. After and, yeah. Damian Priest hits his finish. And he yes, exactly. You, you had the cheap yeah. win here. Because you can't have a cheap Leon Ruff win because that just doesn't do anything for anybody. Uh, the only time a cheap win, which in the triple threat, in this sort of triple threat makes sense, is for a Johnny Gargano win. So, yeah, I think Johnny Gargano should and would under what we've been presented. I'm going to say Johnny Gargano should and would, but I have a completely different explanation here. Nobody else has pointed out the fact that we've got another Scream Mask guy. Two. Well, two now. Um, and I guess there being two now kind of shoots this theory in the foot. But I was thinking to myself, what if Leon Ruff is the Scream guy? Because the Scream guy, well, didn't yeah, we see the Scream that? guys that while cool. he was in the ring? Well, that's true. He was in the ring. But that this would time. make sense, but there would well, be two. Yeah, and I was, and in my head, I was thinking about when he was in the car. But you're right; he was in the same room this time. But that, that doesn't mean, mean there's not two. like five of them. Right. Right. All of um, those, all of those work with there being two. Yeah, I don't know who they are. I, I honestly, I did, but I do think that's how he's winning. Maybe, maybe it's the Rascals. They just got signed. That'd oh, be did fun. they? Yeah. Man. So. I mean, there's, there's like Glenn's saying, there's, there's too much there where they're clearly doing something with him. So you kind of feel like he has to come out with the title. Should right. and will. All right. Um, next, a strat match. Like, like, wait, I don't even think we need to talk about this, right? Dexter Loomis and Cameron <laughs> Grimes. Look, obviously Cameron Grimes should win. And I'm going to say Cameron Grimes will win. I, I don't. Why are we doing this if he doesn't win? Is right? This, is this the touch the corners version? We don't know. If it is, he's definitely winning, right? Well, yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> if there's that easy way out, 100. Yeah. Uh, percent Cameron, they'll, they'll, they'll do the Eddie JBL finish. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. Cameron Grimes needs to win this. Then there's no point. Yeah. There's no point to doing this if you're not going to let Cameron Grimes win this. You could have just left it alone. Cameron Grimes should and will win. Can, can we talk about the storyline of this? You know. You know, Dexter Loomis stalks him. Dexter Loomis wins the match. Cameron Grimes had moved on, and Dexter Loomis wants to fight him again. Oh, no, Cameron Grimes won. is definitely the face. There's no question. Cameron Grimes is the good guy here. He's the he's he's just the decent <laughs> fellow that wants to go to the moon. That's all. Like, he's definitely the face in all of this. There's no question. And a psychopath is chasing him. Like, let's be clear about who the victim is in all of this. It's poor Cameron Grimes. Um, but yeah, so if we're looking at it that way, like there's no, as you said, there's literally no reason. Um, so absolutely it should, it should be Cameron Grimes, but I think it will be Dexter Lewis because they just viewed Cameron Grimes as a comedy guy who can lose over and over again, which is sad. Uh, yeah. He's won more matches than you're giving him credit. I understand that, but I think they think that this is funny and that's why they're doing it. it like it that's is why funny. The story they're right. It is funny. <laughs> that is true. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Brian. I mean, should and will Cameron Grimes at this point, I think Dexter, you know, these guys, I think in this situation, it doesn't really matter who wins, really. I mean, like, I think it's, particularly if they're going to keep doing it. And uh, to be honest with you, if they just did this for the rest, like the next three takeovers, I'd be fine with it. Um, other than the fact that we want Cameron more, you know, more for Cameron Grimes. But this is fine if other people are taking up all the title, you know, pictures at this, at the moment. I want to see every kind of match they can think of because I've been 
I mean, thoroughly enjoyed enjoying uh, these two guys. But yeah, should and will Cameron Grimes this time, particularly if it's the strat match where you win by touching the corners. Um, I think that Cameron Grimes should win. I think that Dexter Loomis will win because I think it's what Aaron mentioned before. I don't think that I actually, for the first time ever, probably in wrestling history, uh, agree with them that I don't think Cameron Grimes needs to win. Like Cameron Grimes is so good that like at any moment, at at any moment, if you want to put a rocket on him and push him to the North American title, Every single person well, will be behind him. If you want to put you a rocket on him, you should probably push him to the moon. Yeah. That yeah, would be so where I would Push go. him to the moon. Any time you want to put a rocket on him and push him to the moon, the people are going to be behind it. So because of that, you don't really need to have him win every match until then in like a Drew McIntyre situation where Drew McIntyre didn't lose for like six months before, you know what I'm saying? He won the, the, the WWE title. Like you don't really need that kind of situation with – Cameron Grimes because Cameron Grimes like people already like all of us we're all marks okay we're all smarks we when is the last time we all like with with no caveat all loved the same character no I mean it happen often it's fair that's fair you're right (laughs) so because of that I don't think that you need for Cameron Grimes to win and because of that I think that Dexter Loomis will win and I think that but I still think Cameron Grimes should um, next, we go to the women's war game match. Team Shotzi, Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and now Io Shirai against Team Candice, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm. Aaron. This is a weird one, and, and not the least of which is because is this the first time in the history of a war games or war game style match that the faces have an advantage. <laughs> you like, know what's funny? It does not I happen often. Last night, but here's the reason why it actually makes sense for the first time ever. Because if you have Raquel start the match, she dominates the first person from Team Shotzi, which I'm assuming would be Shotzi. And then the, the, the face comes in to kind of even the odds, even though it's two on one, because Raquel is just the big badass. You know what I'm saying? It's possible, but there is another possible scenario, and it goes back to what you were saying about the Survivor Series men's match. All the star power is on one side of this match. We could just be end up seeing, you know, I'm not going to say a squash, but a pretty clean sweep here where this is a showcase for the, the faces here, so it doesn't really matter who goes first. So I actually, I'm going to have the, uh, the faces win here, even though I think it's more compelling if Candace gets a win. Brandon. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the faces are winning this match. And it, it, it is kind of interesting that the captain is the least over of the four people on the team. But um, wait, 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 wait. She's way less that... over than Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. At this moment in time? I yeah. do not believe that to be true. Yeah, right now at the moment, she's definitely like, I, and it sucks, but Ember's less over than she is at the moment. For yeah, sure. absolutely. Okay, that's if that's the one it, it, argument or, or you how could about, make, how about not the, the I, I other. I think what two. he's trying to say has the least profile. Yes. Okay. I she's been that. around the, the shortest amount of time and has less of a resume than the other three people. I can say that because the you, other you can, three. I don't been, know if you can. I don't know if you can say that because you can't even tell this story without her story. You know what I'm saying? The like, other three. No, no, no. I. But what you just said has nothing to do with what I just said. I just said the three people on her team have all been the champion, <laughs> and she hasn't. I mean, so so you got that. Yeah. Um, 
but that's I mean that doesn't mean I don't like her. I'm just saying it's kind of weird that she's the captain because it's it's very very forced and it, you know it's they very they very brazenly forced her into a starring role uh, between no. Halloween Havoc and this, which is fine. I don't, I don't I don't think that they brazenly forced her into it. I think that she's actually entertaining, and that is missing in the w, in WWE she's good. as a whole. Yeah, she's great. I, I just it's. It, I mean, it's for, it's definitely forced. It wasn't. This is not a natural. Let me let me let me let me, let me make another point clear. I've said over and over again, without a doubt, that Io Shirai is my favorite in-ring performer, female on planet Earth, currently breathing air. But if you tell me I need a five-minute segment to set up a uh, to set up a monster feud, and I got to pick between Shotzi and Io, I'm picking Shotzi. Now, does that mean that Io is still that much more acclaimed than her? I don't know. Eo's more acclaimed than Shotzi. Yeah, like a thousand but, times. Like I mean, it's in not the even ring. Close. I mean, in, we can in the in the ring based whatever. on whatever. Like, like matches. If you but went name, to a house show and you put time. these four people in the ring, people would know who three of them are, and they wouldn't know who she is. Are you you're you're foolish if you truly believe that? The 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 tank was. The Have you been to a house show? <laughs> you know yeah, I, I don't know like? if I don't know if you know this or not, but I actually worked for WWE and went now, to house shows. Now wait a second. Um. Yeah, I don't know if you know this or not, but I went to Coconut Tours. That's and not the I'm, same thing. That's not what I'm talking about. It's literally the NXT house shows. I'm saying a house show, like a WWE house show. They would know who Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai is. They would not know who Shotzi Blackheart is. You can believe that if you'd like. Okay. I mean, I, I think we've, we've gotten, I think we've completely yeah. gotten <laughs> lost here in what we're trying to do. Would you make the pick or not? Anyway. All I'm, I'm just making the point is that, you know, you can anybody who tries to argue that it makes sense that she's the captain of this team, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense. You've whoa, got three whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. So now, like, now you're saying something else. They're using us to lift her up, which is why the face is But they've winning. also made so, the story about her, which is why face. she's the captain. Wait a second. Like, what? she's the That's captain. That's what I said earlier, but you guys just let Brandon talk. I, I, but I, I, but I, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, if, if you're, I had no problem with you saying she's the least accomplished or whatever of them. But right. it makes sense that she's the captain because she's the one who the story is about. Well, the story, <laughs> this is Shotzi versus Candice and everybody right. else just got over. Right, right. No, I get it. it it's, but it's – anyway. Yes, they're winning. This is for her. And she, you know, obviously needs to continue her rise. So they're winning the match. Should yeah, and win. Uh, I think that uh, actually, I think that Candace's team should win because I think that's the easiest way to get one more Candace EO match, um, which I don't think anyone has a problem with. Do you? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nope. Uh, for for my money, Candace LeRae versus EO Soraya take over Toronto is probably a, a, it's it's neck and neck with Sashi Bailey from from uh, Brooklyn Brooklyn One. Like it's as far as women matches that I've ever seen. Like it's. It's and 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 you know Charlotte Sasha and and Charlotte Oscar like it's up there in the list of matches I've ever seen. So I would love to see it again. Um, but uh, I think that that Shotzi's team will win because I think that's everything that I what Brandon said about them elevating her and this about being about elevating her. All that's right. I think that's the point of it because I think between Io Shirai. Uh, Io Shirai, Amber Moon, um, uh, Rhea Ripley, and Shotzi Blackheart. If you told me I need one of these women to to entertain me, the answer is Shotzi, and 
It's not close. Um, so I'm not talking about in the ring. I'm not talking about performance. You know, I'll, I'll it, agree with you there for sure. But, but you know, I'm not. I'm not talking about in the ring. I'm not talking about right titles that have been won already. Talking. I'm not talking about matches yeah. and story. But I'm talking about if you need this is world wrestling entertainment, and if you need that third letter, I'm picking Shotzi. That's very that fair. That's very so, fair. So I'm so I think that that's why they will win. Yeah, and look, I I certainly think they're going to win um, because I do I, I I believe that this story is about Shotzi and and she needs that moment and the whole deal. But I actually think there's a lot of compelling things that can be done with this, and so I don't think I'll be bothered by anything. And so correct. Um, right. the should win part, I, I, I struggle with, I, I genuinely, I, I gotta be honest with you. I struggle with the should win on both sides of on both the men's and the women's matches. Um, and yeah. I'll explain that in a second. I don't know that there's a bad answer to either of them. I don't think there's a scenario that plays out that I say, Oh, that was a mistake. Um, Correct. I, 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 we'll touch on it more when we get to the men's match, but should win fine. I, I'll just say the same thing because I, that's what I think is going to happen. So I think it's what should happen. I also feel like the biggest idiot in the world because when they were like, who's going to be the fourth woman? I was like, who could it be? Like, me, me, too. <laughs> me too. I was like, really? It could be Charlotte. Right. Totally Theo like, got oh. wrecked last week. Right. Yeah, right. No doubt. I felt, I felt like an absolute idiot. I was like, I wish she jumped on Raquel's back. I was like, oh, I'm the dumbest person in the world. Of course they, it's they, Theo Shirai. Yeah. All right. By, by the way, in kayfabe, if you have a team, the other person doesn't. Isn't the last thing you do is piss off the three most powerful women in the company? Yeah, they correct. Do. It, it, yeah, doesn't, they definitely it doesn't seem very smart. Into the team. It doesn't seem very <laughs> smart. All right, and the men's war games match, obviously, Undisputed Era against uh, Team McAfee, Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, uh, Lorcan, and Birch. Brandon. Oh, I get to pick first on this one. So I'm the one who has to do this, huh? Um, I mean, because I'm tricking myself into the balance of everything, that tells me Pat McAfee's winning. <laughs> and I don't know why you do the thing that you did with Finn Balor if there isn't something else to be done there. Um, unless that was literally just so he can call his fake but you know, for some reason, buddies in the segment Undisputed Era out. Um, I feel like there's more Pat McAfee to come. And, so, and we, you know... I feel like Undisputed Era might be getting toward the end of their of their reign. So I, I, I God, I hate to say this, but I think I think should and will Pat McAfee's team. I think that the Undisputed Era should win because I think that that should be the this should be the finale of this feud. Um, and I, but and I think that because of how it was built up, you know, you know, uh, with them, it started with Pat. And Adam Cole, and then Adam Cole went over, and then Pat came out and screwed everybody and beat the hell out of everybody after taking a loss. I think it would make a lot of it makes the most sense. I'm thinking for for Adam Cole to pin Pat McAfee again this time in War Games and put this to bed finally, um, and move on towards what I think would be the title, uh, possibly match of the century. When you uh, if you can work it all the way to WrestleMania weekend, Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the uh, NXT title. Um, does anybody have any complaints about that? No, I have no problem with that whatsoever <laughs> because I, I'm. Isn't that who he beat? Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, why, why, why would there be a problem with there being more Adam Cole Finn <laughs> oh, no Balor? Problem with that. Like, give me, okay. give me that world. Sure, Fair I'll yeah. live there. Um, um, and uh, um, the cool thing is that I think that 
what's going to actually happen. I think that Pat McAfee's team is going to win, even though the industry there should win, because I think it'll just drag this. I I'm, I know I'm probably stealing Aaron's point because Aaron hates when this happens, but I you know war games shouldn't be the part where you continue the feud. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's supposed like, to end. Yeah, I hear you. The end of the feud, and I think. What's going to happen is Pat McAfee's team is going to win, and then Pat McAfee, because of that, is going to uh, say that he needs a title match from Finn Balor, a la what what uh, Brandon just said. And then because you know, to still build <laughs> undisputed air is not going to just let that fly at that point, so they're going to get involved somehow. But yeah, uh, my head hurts thinking about. And I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. Do I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Um, look, I, I, I am. Here's where I'll agree with AJ for sure. I know I agree that Undisputed Era should win this. Now, again, that's in the context of ignoring the thing that we think has been looming for some time that we all feel like has to happen at some point. Um, ignoring the constant conversation about when you pull the trigger on Undisputed Era breakup. One of these is a team, and one of them isn't. And like in in wrestling world, the the team that's a team should beat the team that isn't a team. Like that should happen that way. These guys work together constantly. They know each hey, other's ins and outs. Just because they signed, you know, R.J. Hinton because yeah. all their quarterbacks <laughs> are down, <laughs> doesn't mean they're not a team. Okay? Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you. They are they are still technically a team. No, like, they, come on, man. Like, this is the way it should go. Undisputed Era should win. The only area I'm going to disagree is I'm, I, I come back to, I don't think there's an incorrect answer. I really don't. I don't think there's an incorrect answer to any of this. And I'm struggling more on the, the will side of it because I just picked, obviously, the, fa- the, women, the face women to win, so I feel like I have to pick the heel men to win. The truth is, there is no story that com- that it-, it compels me in any way other than Pat McAfee gets his comeuppance, right? Like, there's there's just nothing there. We we can't keep pretending like Pat McAfee should be a singles wrestler per- competing for championships at the moment. Like, we we can't we can't do that bit. I I get it. Pat McAfee is doing what he's doing in his work and the whole thing, but we can't pretend that. I. How oh, for fuck's sake? Because you know it's happening. <laughs> I I am really struggling with. This is the other thing I'm going to say. If you're not breaking up Undisputed Era right now, I I think it would be an abomination to have them lose. Truthfully, like sure. if if this isn't about getting to their breakup, it's a what is the point? What is the point? And we keep talking about them breaking up, but. I don't know if I know that's happening right now. I don't know that at all. I'm I don't gonna, think it's happening. I'm going to say undisputed. Just, they, the boys are back together, and now they're baby faces. I don't think they're breaking up anytime soon. Isn't that the most perfect time to do it, though? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the point. I mean, then Adam Cole's immediately a baby face when everybody turns mm-hmm. on him. That's a true point. Or who, however you want to do it. I mean, after what you just did with Kyle O'Reilly, I, I feel like there's a – I mean, particularly with those two, and then you know the other two guys are great. Uh, they, you know, they haven't really, um, there's nothing to expound upon yet, but like, you've got lots to do with Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly at this point. True. So. But didn't you have your chance to pull the plug there? Like, didn't you, if this is the part that I struggle or, with, or is it set keeping you off guard? Right. It, like now so, you don't believe it. So here's the deal. And honestly, it would make sense for, if they take the L at war games, it would make sense because now they're not the most dominant force. They just yeah. lost to Pat McAfee. 
Right. But I, I, I see that I would that would bother it would bother me. It would bother me. What wouldn't bother me is a story similar to Dakota Kai from a year ago. Yeah. It would not bother me if Kyle O'Reilly decides this is his moment to try to come out from under Adam Cole. Right. Like. That would not bother me if they lost that way. If they lost because Kyle O'Reilly in the the final moment maybe got a nice offer from Pat McAfee or something like that, right? Like said, hey, money talks, man. It's the way it is. And and that's been the story, right? That he's paying those guys. Right. Um, Right. That that would work for me. I'd be on board with it. So that's the only scenario that I'd really be okay with, with the Undisputed Era losing. And... Now, like I, I know that Pete Dunne could be the guy moving forward from that group, but Kyle O'Reilly definitely could be the guy moving forward to for for whatever that group is. So I, I'll allow that to be the scenario that I sell myself on Pat McAfee's team winning because they finally, I, God damn it! If they if they lose without break without it being about the breakup, I'll be really pissed. Can I ask you guys a question related to this match? So, do you think the placement on the card will change? how you view the outcome like i i think it's the main event i I don't think it can be in any other spot yeah this is the main event but what i'm saying okay but let's just uh, entertain for a second that the women's match is if the women's match is last does that change how you see the outcome yes you're you're hard pressed to believe if the men's if the men's war games match is not the main event that it involves uh an undisputed era breakup like that if that's what's happening it's happening in the main event but i would also say now also but here's the thing if the main event if the men's match isn't is first uh that's that's all i'm trying to then 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 i then i do the women's match very differently right all right. Um, I, yeah, go ahead, Aaron. I, I didn't get my picture. Yep. I, I was going to do a whole bit about you know Pat McAfee single-handedly beating them, standing tall and staring down with Finn Balor at the end of the <laughs> night just to uh, just to make Glenn's head explode. I hate you so but, much. Uh, but yeah, Finn I can't Balor be, the, join him. The reason, do you know why I've been? Do you know why Pat McAfee is in this position? Because. Because he can talk better than 99% of people But that doesn't mean that he should be talking for 10 minutes at a time. I, make, I mean, that's a different Glenn argument. Yeah, I, this, is, this is the... That's a different argument. Like, but, the, yes, this is a different... But, con- and this is the problem with it, is I, I actually know that Pat McAfee can talk, but it doesn't mean that you should be... It, and this is the problem I have. The Undisputed Era can talk, too. They're capable of it. Not for 10 minutes, but they're capable of doing it. All of these guys, they're capable of cutting no a shame, promo. No shade, but let me make one point abundantly clear. Adam Cole can talk for 10 that's minutes. Fine. That, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I don't know if I don't know about anybody else. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they can either. My, my point being, but none of them should be. None of, they, they, I have not thought it... I agree. I have not thought it wise to say, we think that Pat McAfee is so good at this that we're going to give him mic for 15 minutes. At some point, it's it's over. I don't think there's value in that. I don't think that the uh, no, but there is, and you know what the value is? It annoys the shit out of you, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, I mean, it, I mean, like to some extent. I but I, there is a fine line, though, AJ. What I would say is, it annoys the shit out of me. It also does make me want to flip the channel, and that's that's a bigger problem, right? Like the bigger problem isn't that you get a character that pisses you off. The bigger problem is like I love. Um, oh God, not the, the the Gatos de Fantasma. Like I love them, but when they gave them a, a talking segment for oh, God, for fucking fifteen minutes a couple weeks ago, I said I, I I'm out. I and I think they're great. I think they're wonderful. But I just I I don't I don't. It's not part of my enjoyment of watching professional wrestling. So 
it's a fine line what you're referring to. I think they've made some mistakes there. Trust me, he's definitely a heal. There's no question. Like they want people want to see Pat McAfee get his comeuppance. Well, wait, there's no doubt about that. Okay, so I brought up a point that of something that I saw on social media a few weeks ago, and I'm going to ask everybody the question again. And now that AJ's here, maybe he has a perspective. I think part of this is also that, from what I can tell, all the people I'm connected to on social media who are like big AEW over WWE type people love this Pat, Mac- Pat McAfee shit. And I think that's a big Yeah, part because of Pat thing. McAfee's just a giant troll, and so are all of right. them. Right, exactly. Yeah, but have, has anybody else seen this? I mean, I, I, I know I, I brought it up. It was for I a fresh but... idea, but... I, I haven't, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I don't. I just try to. I mean, avoid. I know. I know a lot of people love Pat McAfee. That, that is the thing. People love Pat McAfee. My favorite thing of all of this is how has no one brought up the fact that he was a punter and literally? Well, like, he did. He punted Adam that, Cole in the head. No, I mean like in the like talking bad about him. Like, he's, oh right, acts like, like he, he's this tough guy athlete, but he oh, played yeah. the one. Uh, he played one of two positions on the entire field. You're literally not allowed to be hit. Well, what about quarterback? You can hit quarterback. I can pick up. I can spear a quarterback in his stomach every time he touches the ball. I cannot touch. If you run, it, 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 into it, it, it the was the punter. It was just, I, I understand. I was just if making you run, out, you can't hit the you kill the punter if he's holding the ball, though. No, you cannot. Unless he's unless it's it's, it's a fake and he's now running with the ball. So if he you, dropped you, the ball and picked it up, literally, literally, that's a fumble, you're not, that's live. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but if he's doing what he's paid to do, punting the ball, you are literally not allowed to touch him. I mean, I, I think that they should use it more. I agree, but it's clear that they're kind of... They, they want they want to build him up as something more than he is, so I think they're being told, don't use that. Don't right. mention it during but any you're point right. during Adam the course Cole of the should be like, yeah. you're not up, Dude, you're a punter. You're a fucking but, punter, but then, right. But honestly, that makes him look worse if he's beating <laughs> right. Pat McAfee. You want Pat McAfee, especially if he's winning, if uh, Cole's winning, you but want him to look strong. But he's already Adam Cole facing somebody who off, who's never really wrestled before. Well, I think, so which I mean, is the problem with all to, of this. Yeah, you don't want to expose that. You, or you don't want to, you don't want to uh, extenuate. Expound? Yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, AJ, can we actually plug anything for you? Uh, yeah, my social media, at AJFrancis410. Um, big things popping, little things dropping. Oh, I need a favor from you, by the way. I need you to retweet my pin tweet, because I'm doing my, uh, my my drive to help helping up mission right now. No um, problem. So I need you to retweet that for me when you get the chance, as we're trying to collect some uh, coats and some cash right now to help the folks at Helping Up Mission. It was a bummer that we weren't able to do AJ's uh, food drive this year. It's... Yeah, it's kind of it's. This is not the year to collect uh, canned goods from people. No, them. no, that's <laughs> unfortunately they can't even get together for us to collect them from. There it is. Another <laughs> can't one. even go to the games in order to collect them. But I have no doubt that will return. That will return in the future. In the meantime, we're, we're we're struggling with the same thing, man. Like we normally do a big event, get a Ravens player to come out and hang out with us, and it's easy on our end. But. Uh, yeah, not allowed to do that this year. Can't just have, you know, one of the Ravens players wander over to Chick-fil-A to hang out with everybody. It's uh, yeah, You'd have trouble finding one of those that could do it, too. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. It's a, all right, we're not going to do this right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, but appreciate you guys supporting it. All right. Um, uh, at AJ Francis 410 as he said. AJ, appreciate pal. There goes the main event. Bend, 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 bend.
All right, love you, bud. Oh, I, I, I don't want to have to delete anything. I just want to have to keep it. God damn it. I want to just be able to... God damn it. It never ends. It never ends. Vent, right. uh, bye. <laughs> dick. What a dick he is. It's AJ Francis. Uh, now at WWE, of course, are, uh, the, 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 the main event of this show. All right. Um, Aaron, I want you to revisit what we were talking about before AJ joined us. So I was responding to the people who were just saying, you know, basically, I enjoy seeing Sting in the bomber in in a bubble. I like his entrance. It's basically the same as when the Undertaker comes out and does something, uh, you know, just makes his entrance and doesn't wrestle or anything in that bubble. And I compared it to the uh, Undertaker coming out and showing so, a guy we all love and wanted to have more for in a life. Right. Okay, so Sting interrupted hang on, hang one on. of their main storylines. Wait, I've been sitting. Show. I've been sitting on this, Brandon. Let me let me do this. Oh, I've been sorry. Si- I've been sitting on it. With this before I know, but I've been sitting on it since for the last, and I've been trying to do my best to not forget what I was going to say. You go. I'm sorry. Um. The the obvious answer is this, right? Like, and this goes back to the way that these guys can be used. If all you're doing it for is the sake of the entrance, right? Like, if the only purpose of anything is um, we want to have this entrance, that's it, and that's how the moment lives, and you have an unlikable heel in order to use it for, the truth is that part of what we like about Elias is he's unlikable. That's the reason why when we like Elias the most and we think he's doing his best work, it's because we think he's doing a good job of being unlikable. Professional wrestling fans should always want to see unlikable heels get roughed up. That's that's part of the nature of professional wrestling. Is this guy's unlikable? You want to see him get his comeuppance. This ain't that. This is something far from that. This is the only way that it works. The only way any of that makes sense last night is if you get more of it, which is the worst possible scenario that you can have. This isn't it could just happen and go away. That's what they did with Mike Tyson, right? Like, Mike Tyson just showed up for the sake of Mike Tyson being there, and you could live with the fact that it was going away. Sure, we got ourselves running away with it and thinking what it could be, but it's fine that it just went, went, just went away the next week. We're probably happier that it just went away. Correct. I'm, I'm completely good with it. And by the way, I'll be much happier if Sting just goes away. Let me make that very clear. But it <laughs> takes away any value from the segment. The segment did nothing. It didn't, like, again, Elias, you want to see, that. that's the point. The heel is the heel. The heel is supposed to have moments like that. This is just a nothing moment. It's just doing it. Was also a-, a disconnected moment. Like the Elias thing was like him out there. It was like the Heath Slater thing they did every week where like a random old guy would come beat him up. Like he- Heath Slater wasn't part of the thread of the story that you're telling for your weekly program. It was just a random thing they wrote into the show to pop the crowd. Those things are fine. I agree. Um, the Undertaker thing, and, and then go back to the the let's do it for the entrance thing. There is no Sting entrance. Like that's bullshit. That thing they did was made up. The Undertaker thing is like, well, there is a Sting entrance. They didn't do it. Well, <laughs> like, but I'm saying that was yeah. that yeah. was yeah. no yeah. iconic entrance. Well, like, but well, my point only being there is one. People grow right. up something that people grow up and drive across the country just to see one time in their life. Like that's the difference between those two things. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm. No, but like trying to equate that to the Undertaker is the dumbest thing. I mean, like, I love you, Aaron, but God, that was. I mean, well, that's hang on not a second. Hang close. on a second, though. Like, I, I want to make this very clear. 
I don't want more Undertaker, right? No, and like, I don't want that either. By and the way. I don't, and I don't love segments but I that understand have. Understand why they do it? Like right. I, I don't I, like I think... when he's in the like main event title picture and things like that. You know, for a year or two that he was. But when they do like what they do with Elias, that's harmless. Like that's completely harmless. I get it. It's a day after WrestleMania. There's a time and a place and a uh, feel for it. And last night was not that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm in agreement. I think it was terrible timing. I, 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 I get this is the problem. I can't come up with a scenario in which it works for me. Like, I, if Sting is showing up in, 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 in I was about to say Impact. Ha, huh, we'll get to that. Um, we'll get to that. If Sting is going to show up in AEW in 2020, it shouldn't be a major moment. It should be like, for whatever reason, hey, look, there's Sting, like, watching. I, I don't even know what the way is. I don't know that there's a way that it's relevant. We sh- we need to be able to say, as wrestling fans, there isn't a role for a 61-year-old Sting in professional wrestling. And that's okay. There's not a role for a 61-year-old Joe Montana on a football field. There's there's not a role for... Uh, somebody pointed out, uh, I think it was Will on Twitter, pointed out last night, Chris Collinsworth is 61 years old. If you want Sting to be a broadcaster, if you want him to do something, like, that's yeah. fine. But there is no role within the product for Sting. And by the way, one of the bigger problems that a- that AEW has, and it's on the list, there's a lot of them, is that they keep trying to insert more former wrestlers into roles within the company just to be able to claim that they have them because they don't have the same ability that WWE does to say, we're going to sign you to a contract that requires you to not really do that much on screen. Instead, it's just more important that you're associated with us so that we can use you to go out in front of businesses and do Zoom calls and things like that when we want to get our money and when we need to go to Saudi Arabia once a year, right? Like Or twice a year, whatever it is. The, the AEW instead is trying to force all of these people onto TV all the time, which is, it's already a problem. I don't want any of it. I got nothing out of watching um, Arn Anderson interact with Sting. Who wants that in 2020? Well, he he, he also uh, he also got beat up for three minutes before that. <laughs> I mean, I I just don't need any more Arn Anderson in my life, and yeah. I and I like I love Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson's amazing. But Arn Anderson should not be in that role in 2020. I can don't. We, can can, can we bring this because all? Actually, oh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to no, say go. with Arn Anderson, like his best stuff over the past few months has been when they just let him talk. Don't get him physically involved. Let yeah, him be a you I know a vocal know. manager because he can still talk. I, I I don't know. In a weird way, I'd actually argue like the 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 first spine on the pine didn't really bother me all that much. Like the one time when it was about well, sure. evening yeah. when it's about evening the odds within a match. I can kind of live with it, right? But like, it should have sure, been a one-time. When, when time... he did it to Tully or whatever, yeah. Like, you do it one time, and then that's it. Like, it's over. Like, you don't go back and revisit that. It's doing it one time for the sake of having it, and then stop it. I, th- I mean, I can bring this all full circle for you. You can attempt. Go ahead. The only thing that matters is what was it, Jim Ross? Jim Ross or Excalibur said, which is that. Cody is now looking into the eye of his favorite wrestler as a child. Oh, that right. sums it all up. I mean, like I mean, that's, that's that's why that's this why is happening. This is happening. Yep, one hundred percent. And it goes back to the you know the biggest problem of AEW. Right. That, and I know that like we didn't have a you know we didn't have a normal show last week where we got to point out, but that segment that they did last week was just not just as abysmal, but it was pretty goddamn bad. Whenever they 
who is the like i know we keep saying this who is the face who is the heel how can you make taz and brian cage and those guys the face of that segment he he insulted his son or he insulted his relationship with his son like (laughs) cody did that and the scripting of it was terrible and, and just, just going back, doing all the WWE stuff was really bad. I enjoyed, I enjoyed Taz locking in the, the Taz mission, though. There, sure, but there's nothing likable about Brian Cage, yet you made these guys the, the, the butt of an asshole's joke or, or uh, manipulation or whatever you want to call it. But that stuff that Cody said to Taz, like, I was, that was insane. Like... I, Glenn, did you did you not you don't remember I, any I, of this? I don't segment? know. How, I don't. I just don't remember it. I just oh don't. Oh my god, it was so bad. It, it probably was, and I just sort of zoned it out, man. Like I, the funny thing is, it, I watched it was everything leading up to the Taz. Like the the whole segment was meaning to in their minds. They were just like, ah, just go out there and say stuff, and then Taz locks in the Taz. Right. Machine. I remember watching both shows on Wednesday night last week too, despite the fact that we weren't doing a show and I didn't so, need. So here's to do what that. it was: Taz came out and he tried to act like they should make. Okay, it's even worse than I remember because I forgot this part. Taz came out and tried to say they should make the FTW belt. Oh mean God, no doubt. I do remember and then he that. Said, and yeah. then he said, so "Can someone from management come out and, and the microphone Cody cut thing?" Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yep. I mean, yeah, it was painful. That was, was a painful segment. <laughs> it was like, a pain. It was a everything about that was painful. It was just brutal. That was a brutal segment. Look, man. You know, I don't want to keep harping on it. We've done it. We've covered all, the whole sting thing from every angle. It, yeah. It's it's a pretty clear yeah. that there's going to be more and. We don't even have time to I, talk great. about all the other ridiculous. Like, oh, the, but we we have time. We we got to talk about the the main event, and there's I, I think well, there's that, three, yeah. There, so there's I was going to talk about less important things, but we have to. Talk so about there's that. so there's yeah. There's two big well, layers to it to me, right? No, three big layers to me. Three. All right. Well, let's yeah. start with the two layers to me. Okay. Um, the first layer to me is I didn't feel it. <laughs> like I didn't feel no. it. It 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 was not a great match. Which is fine. It doesn't have to be a great match. But more, it felt like the pain of we've decided to do this now and not really in like a moment where it, it almost felt distracting. Like it, it was weird that they introduced Don Callis the way that they did. Like it just sort of felt like there's something you, you knew something was going on and it took away from it and you didn't get like a moment for Kenny Omega winning the belt. And that's a bummer, but obviously it was supposed to lead into something else. So, so let me really quickly, before we get into the something else, and, and that was kind of, you combined my first two into one, which is Kenny Omega winning the title is cool, it's good, but you shouldn't have attached it to the Don Callis thing. And that's the thing that like I, I'm struggling with, because this I am conflicted in one way. I actually think that like the Impact stuff can be cool. Right, yes, like I think, 100%. I think that can I've been be been wanting stuff like this in wrestling forever. For, yes. Can be really, yeah. really cool, but it it detracted from Kenny Omega winning the title, and it felt forced is probably the, it it made it feel for, like okay, we're gonna do this instead of getting a uh, like a, an organic moment, and even if you were gonna have Kenny do something cheap. In order to win, right? Like, even if that was going to be the case, you can do that without Don Callis. Yeah, like that's the thing. It, it just it. Your title has only changed hands so many times in the infancy of this company. That moment should still matter. Like, it should still be a significant moment, and it was immediately irrelevant. 
Um, it was, we had to do this to get to the next thing that we're doing. Like, okay, we got through that. We got through the title change. Now what? Like, I, I didn't like that at all. I By didn't... the way, how far are we removed from uh, what we thought, which was like Hangman getting a match or whatever? Like, we're so far away from that. Like, he's he's with the Dark Order and Kenny's tied up in this thing, which is fine. But well, like, I mean, we I, were we were talking about May or September, right? Anyways, and so I still should, that's true. But like, we're but you're right. This this what should be a big moment, which mm-hmm. is the third what the third title holder. Yes, Jericho, Jericho then Moxley, Moxley Kenny. Yes. Yes. The third title. This is a big deal. I mean, they've they've done the right thing in not changing the title all the time in that when it does, it should feel like a big moment, except if you completely step all over it like yeah. they did. And they, they, it was irrelevant. And then if you add to the fact that they did this on fucking Sting Day for whatever reason, if you, like on my timeline when I was going through, like that's all everybody's talking about. Like this is a complete footnote to the Sting thing. Everybody's uh, talking about fucking Sting. And so it's like, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know if, like, we could have foresaw that. Like, maybe we shouldn't do these both of these things on the same show. But, um, I, I mean, they obviously want all of that to be a really big moment for something that's about to happen. But, like, you're right. Lost in all of this is the fact that Kenny won the title. <laughs> so, so yeah, my three, like, the way that I was going to, to try to break this down was, like, you know, we, we've been before the whole Cody thing. The biggest complaint about AEW, especially from you, Glenn, was that they weren't using Kenny Omega properly. Well, they weren't I mean, pushing I, him I the was, correct way. I was, he wasn't the champion. I was, and it, and it was more of a broader like, this is the guy that you have the ability to say is your guy. Right. Like, yeah. th- this, is, yeah. this is different than, while Kenny Omega was a mega star in the world before AEW existed. He wasn't a megastar in WWE, and that's a big deal. Like it, or, in America, or on national television, right? In, in America, right. that allows you to make the claim that he's your guy, even though, like yeah. we all know, he's not actually your guy. We, you can in this country make that claim that he's our superstar. We did right. this. Yeah. So, like, I, I think putting the title on it, whether or not the timing was correct or whatever, was the the right thing. But just everything else, and as you said, this is the amazing thing. And I was I was basically going to say, good Kenny Omega champion, bad Kalos involvement, and I can't figure out how much I like the impact thing because this is legitimately, it's cool in the fact that this is the first time we've ever seen this in any form, two companies with national TV deals working together. We've pretty, never seen that. pretty goddamn good for Impact. Yeah, and th- and that's the that's <laughs> what I was going to bring up. Here. I don't know what it I is don't for know AEW. what this does yeah. for AEW other than it gets buzz going from the hardcore fans who are already watching AEW. So like it's cool. I just I don't know how you make it work for AEW, but it's cool. So, so I'm well, I, I'm not writing it hang off. Hang on right a second. Now. Here's just, here's here's I, what I, I definitely hit re- record on Impact for the first time ever. Um. Well, I've I've recorded Impact before, so that's. I, I, I guess I, I haven't. I guess I'm I would say saying, two things. This is the first I, time I've ever. Recorded I, I don't want us to. I think that the right way to say this is I don't want to make it seem like it's earth shattering. It's not earth shattering that there's some sort of arrangement between AEW and Impact. I do think there's elements of it that are interesting. I think the thing that like nobody, the fact that we don't know this yet makes me wonder about like, th- could this be AEW's other TV show of the week? Right? Like, we've oh. talked a lot about AEW doing a second TV show. I don't know where they are. Like, I'm sure Turner's fairly happy with what they've done. I, I was going to say, Impact just signed with Axis, right? 
Um, they did, but that's not a money deal. You know what I mean? Like they're not they're not profiting off of this. Is no, but if they're locked uh, well, I'm, in, I'm saying would access like if you're saying that this is their second show. Like I, I guess the question would be: Are you saying it's their second show on Axis? Or yes, or maybe it's yes. both of their. I'm maybe saying maybe that the second show I, is like both is, of them is together. the second like AEW Dark becomes some combination of AEW and Impact on Axis TV. Okay. Um, or, 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 you know, it doesn't replace Impact, but it's their second show too. That their their folks end up on. Like it gets messy. So, so there, there's a third show that gets added. That's a maybe. Mix. Yeah, maybe if we know there's already a second show. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think that I, I am going to. There's already a second show coming, right? I, we We're well, sure. well, we've been and, we've been talking about a second show for some time, but we haven't really gotten like firm. Du- they the I think the thing they have to prior to prioritize is Turner paying them for the next TV deal, right? And right. it might very well be that said that then negotiating Turner says, all right, if we're gonna do that, that's fine, we'll pay you, but we're not paying you for two, like that ain't gonna work. You you haven't proven that yet, like you've shown that you can get us you know something on Wednesday nights, so we'll give you some money for that. And they say, well, we we've got all these performers, we need to do something else, we need another show. And that maybe that ends up play, making something work. And I'm just spitballing. I'm just doing this hypothetically at the moment. I I think it would be a mistake to say let's between the two of us create three shows. That it you I, I mean this with all due respect. You can't. You, you you can't. You can't make that relevant enough without it being too messy. I'm not sitting down to watch two more wrestling shows every week. That's essentially what you're asking from me because I don't watch Impact every week, right? Like I watch it well, sometimes. Here's the only thing I would ask. I would ask if in that situation, or maybe this is more of a statement, in that situation, that's not good for the talent, right? I mean, like, the talent should be kind of, depending on who you are, should be kind of worried about this. Um, Why? Well, because if there's a bunch of people in Impact that don't get on the show every week, and there's a bunch of people on Dynamite that don't get on the show every week, and now you're going to have them on each other's show... That doesn't mean that like those people are gonna they're gonna have less of a chance to get on TV now, because you're gonna have right. fucking Cody going to Impact and Kenny like you're you're gonna have stars doing this. You're not gonna have random like you might every now and again have like a not huge star, but like it doesn't have as much of an impact if you're just randomly, you know, if you're sending middle card guys. It has to be so, obviously the champion is the first person, so that's. As impactful well, no, it as can, can this, be, but this right? cannot to make it very clear. It's not interesting if it's just like occasional cross branding. That's not that interesting. It's not that right. interesting if occasionally an AEW person shows up on Impact. There's nothing that that's that's not a thing. I mean, I mean, it's that that doesn't mean anything. Well, it depends who the occasional person is and how you do it. But over overall, yes. I mean, if there's a world where we're seeing Kenny, the Bucks, and the Good Brothers. Cross but there's, brands. A, there's a big difference. There's a and big difference a world in saying where less people get on TV. Right. It, oh, yeah. And I'm not disagreeing with your but point. Hang on. There's a big difference in saying we're going to have the Bucks and the Good Brothers work a program that crosses shows each week and builds up to a major match. That's tremendous. If it's the if it's every now and then a performer is showing up on a TV show just to see if we can't help him pop a number, that that doesn't that does no right. that has no value right. to anybody. Um, I, I guess I was just saying, may, you know, in, maybe it doesn't have to be a permanent thing, but you do occasional programs, and that can work. Um, yes, yes, I think there can be value in that. I, 
I'm intrigued, but I'm intrigued more at like the element of this being bigger than that. That like this, I don't know what Impact is as a company. I don't know what makes the most sense for them. I know that everybody's talking. And like when we had the Bucks on a couple weeks ago, and we ran this by them, the idea of a Good Brothers match. They were like, "Yeah, if it's best for business, absolutely, right?" Like that. I and I sort of think that there's an element of that. Like, let's I'd just, like to believe they called them right after that interview. Yeah, this is probably this is probably all we, our doing. We right? changed the the landscape of wrestling by this podcast. Uh, yeah, I believe that's the case. One hundred percent. I one hundred percent that we uh, believe that we are responsible for it. For, from now on, we're taking we're taking credit unless it really sucks, and then we're ducking. There's no I'll way. I'll say this: if this is a small thing, the wrestlers are doing a really bad job of it because by put you know you have the North challenging the young bucks and the, you know, the various people challenging motor city machine guns. And then you got, you know, Deanna Peraza and Nyla tweeting. at right, each and, other. and that's where Brandon kind of has a point, which is like, at some point you're struggling with what you already have. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I get that in your mind, we've got two shows now to work with in order to pull this off. But, you're not making everybody who's watching uh, AEW turn on turn on Impact. Like you might for for a week get a handful of them, but you're not suddenly popping Impact's numbers to a point where they're matching AEW's numbers. No, I, I think it might Tuesday, but yeah, I think you're right. I, I don't think that. not not AEW numbers. AEW numbers are really good. Uh, not on Impact because not everybody even has them. Right, they'll get a so. they'll get a bigger number on Tuesday, but it won't be that. Yeah. Right. Well, which 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 brings me back to what is AEW getting out of this? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm convinced it's got to be a bigger structural thing. I, I feel like the this works because at like, some like like is this going to be basically you know going back to uh, Vince helping out ECW and them working a program together? Like Vince, you know, paid off and and in some ways I. I you know, it, it, people exaggerate when they say owned a piece of ECW, but Vince financially helped out ECW. Is this Tony Khan helping out Impact? Um, I would not be surprised. I, if you're saying w- big structural thing, yeah, you know, I would not of- be. I would not be surprised by that at all. I would not be surprised by that. I would not be surprised by um, Impact at some point going away. Like I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't. I, if who, who are the the shareholders in Impact right now? Who are the people that matter right now in Impact Wrestling? Uh, it's still Anthem, right? Is it? I, I'd have to look that up exactly. Give me one second. I don't even really know what Anthem is for what it's worth. That's the funny part. Uh, it is still technically Anthem Anthem Wrestling Exhibitions. It, it, it is a subsidiary of Anthem Sports and Entertainment. Who so, own Axis. Correct. Or who bought out Axis, yeah, all that stuff. Right. Yes. So... Let me let me if it, we don't know when we're going to be able to have live events again, correct? And a company like 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 imp, there's no there's no way that live events work for Impact Wrestling because they can't say, "Hey, we can always put it in a bigger facility and just sell, you know, fewer tickets than what the facility fits," right? That that, that that's that that business model will never work for them. They they're not popping like major numbers on Tuesday. It's it's good enough and they don't have a lot of costs, so this works. But ultimately, if like if the caretakers of Impact are told you'll all have roles in AEW, and the Anthem people are told you're going to get uh, an AEW show on Tuesday nights now moving forward, who's opposed to this? Who's opposed 
to impact just becoming AEW? I guess no uh, from the uh wait are you talking about fans or are you talking about the rest of the anybody if, if who, you're if anyone you're mer- anywhere completely merging the brands I do think we get into what uh, Brandon was talking about where the wrestlers might actually have a problem with that but not necessarily that they have a say in things so well I mean I I I, I oof, boy I, I yes you're you're terrified that you're going to lose I just man I don't know who's doing so well in impact that that becomes a problem right like who's doing so well in impact that it badly hurts you if... Well, if they get cut from the roster, it'll hurt them. In that... Hmm, I'm trying to say this the nicest way possible. If you don't think they can just go sign with Ring of Honor tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know who is making so much money in Impact. This is not WWE, WCW. Nobody's getting rich in Impact right now. Like, there's just not that money to go around. No, but there's a reason why the Good Brothers picked Impact, right? right? Because they can like, do all their own their shit. Choice. Correct. But if they're being told by AEW, we'll still let you do all your own shit. You just are going to work for us now. I think they'll be fine with that. Well, okay, they're a bad example, but let's say even in their example, what if that means they're not on TV because you know they're the seventh tag team down now instead but, of the but second the, but or the point first. the point being is it, there's two hours of of impact and two hours of aew and you can't get the good brothers on tv i mean just just roll it up right well, we're not like, talking about the good brothers but we're talking yeah, about I mean, that's a bad chris example bay. but like we're talking about chris who, bay. yeah or someone who and my point to, and my point now to chris, that you could see their feature right. going way down you're, you're talking about a very small by the way i think that's a far bigger problem if it's just cross-branding right and you're just putting more people on both shows Right. Like that's a that's like you're you're just saying it becomes one big company. It sort of becomes one big company that does two separate shows. Is like is Raw and SmackDown kind of like that? They never right? they never put people on. I thank you. I'm very aware. My they, I thank you. Um, <laughs> that would be the way that I would envision this. And yeah, that would still probably involve a few people losing gigs because a few people would ju- would lose gigs inevitably. Right. Like that's just the way that this goes. But. I would think that those people would be in pretty good position to get a gig with Ring of Honor or somebody else instead, right? Like I don't I don't know, man. I, I By the way, if they do do if they do this, how much better <laughs> how many more AEW is WWE jokes could we make? Oh, if they this have... is yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, they, they, you know, it, when, when we're cutting promos on Vince buying up territories and stuff and then going out and doing this, yes. All right. I, I'm going to have to. And then they'll have a show in November. That'll yeah, be right. the one time. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to end up. We're not going to be able to go all the way to 430. For this, no, nobody knows when we're recording, but I'm just letting the boys know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to call it in a, a little a few minutes here. So let's run through whatever matters from WWE this week. Um, I guess we'll start with, let's start with the, the Kevin Owens thing. Um, I, look, I would not, I mean, I'm not going to start watching Talking Smack. I just don't have, as I said before, I'm tapped out. I don't have any yeah, more time. Good. It shows up on Twitter. But yes, correct. It was great that it showed up on Twitter. It was tremendous. And like, I sit there scratching my head a little bit saying, boy, I can think of a lot of things that end up on SmackDown that this is better than. Yeah, yes. if, if only you had a two-hour television show to right. do this um, now, segment. Now, I get that you want everything to have value. You want people to turn into to, to talking smack. Like, I, I'm conflicted about all of this because 
I understand that theory. I'm just, and I'm uniquely telling you, I'm tapped at. You could, talking smack could be the best thing in all of professional wrestling each week. I, I would, in order for me to enjoy watching it, I would have to decide something else I'm ready to cut out of my life. I'm maxed out. I am watching more wrestling than I've ever watched in my entire life. I have no more room for wrestling programming at this point. Brandon, however, could just cut out one of the 12 podcasts that he listens to during the course <laughs> of the week. Um, I, I loved it. It was tremendous. Of course it was tremendous. Look at who was involved. Why wouldn't it have been tremendous? It would have been a problem if it wasn't tremendous. Correct. It would have been much a bigger problem if it wasn't tremendous. And 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 who's opposed to, to this movie? I mean, this is a great pro. The only thing I would say is like, it's a bummer that it feels like such a let's just get by for a moment type of program, right? Like, I wish right. it was a bigger program than that instead of just a hey, we're here at the end of the year, we got to get through to the part of the year that matters most, so let's do this right now. I mean, to to be fair, you know. For those types of feuds, they did a good job of making me care about it. Otherwise, as much as I love Kevin Owens and, and I'm looking forward to the match, I wouldn't care. Now I do kind of care. At least, you know, I know the finish, but I'm curious to see how exactly they get there to the finish now. Where, yeah. as of last week at this time, I wasn't so much. I thought it, you know, I thought it might be Kevin Owens. But if it was, I thought, you know, just kind of normal. But I, I'm good to take the ride with them to that finish line. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. And I, I'm... I'm just really happy that they did something because so often we always talk about how Kevin Owens or Daniel Bryan can be thrown at a problem. And so often they just straight up do it without any. And, and, and you know, we could there's examples for both guys in this show where they did the work. Facts. <laughs> yes. Yes. By the way, by the way, <laughs> this is this is not about Roman Reigns or Kevin Owens, but. Uh, one of the greatest lines in a while that I heard uh, from Sami Zayn was how much more impressive his victory was because it took him ten seconds to beat Daniel Bryan. Like he turned the count the count out around as more impressive than a pinfall because it takes ten seconds instead of three. <laughs> that was fucking genius. That's weird. That's 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 weird. I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> you, you didn't hear him say that the Big E backstage. I I I I, I somehow I mean, it's missed such that. a great yeah. slimy heel line. Yeah. Like, no, actually, like Big E was calling him a coward or whatever, and he's like, "What do you mean? It took me ten seconds to beat Daniel Bryan. Like that's really hard." <laughs> that's pretty good. It's pretty good. No question. Um, you alluded to it, Brandon. The other, you know, we have the other main event picture the one from raw is completely in focus it's what we expected it would be it's aj styles i'm i'm not quite as compelled by this it's sort of that same feeling which is like hey you're doing this right now and it's with this it's a little more complicated uh the main event picture yeah. on raw in, in this case though i think the the fact that it is complicated makes us because this to me is the definition of that you know just whatever yes. get through it feud with aj styles you had the Miz involved and anything that can happen with the Miz, all of a sudden that match becomes compelling because you do have this looming other thing that and could Sheamus. happen. And Sheamus and too. And Sheamus There's... as well. Yes. Yeah. And absolutely. And Sheamus as well. The 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 Roman AJ stuff is whatever. It's paint by number, get through this month. Everything else about it makes it compelling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Right. I, I I was, you know, when when we were see, you know, when we were talking about the triple first of all, we have to talk about how hysterical it is that they called this triple threat match, a sudden death triple threat. <laughs> the sudden death triple threat match, guys. The losers die. 
<laughs> I didn't know if you know this, but it's sudden death rolls. Um, anyway, uh, we all knew AJ was winning. I mean, we all pretty much felt that. And to, to Aaron's point, like on paper, you're like Drew versus AJ. Okay, great. Love both these guys. There's no juice here, you know? So I'm glad that there's, this is a situation where they have smartly set up some complications that aren't so complicated that it's, that you can't follow it, but there's enough there to keep you wondering what exactly is going to happen, including AJ saying he was going to help the Miz cash in, which I thought was like, that's the kind of things they usually miss where we would come on the show and sit here and be like, why wouldn't AJ say that? Because obviously he'd rather face the Miz than Drew McIntyre. And they did it, which was great. Um, agreed. Yes, yes, wholeheartedly agreed. I'm, I'm, I, I get everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't like agreeing because I don't know what else to say, right? Like, it's better when we can yell. I just agree. I just agree, hundred percent. Do, do we think that by the new year, Miz is going to cash in? Oh man, it sure does feel like it, doesn't it? Yeah, and if it, it does feel like you have to, just because you don't want that to keep dragging, like. If you're going to try to create a big WrestleMania match, you don't want to have that lingering over it, right? Like you could, unless it's the Miz destroying Edge at the end thing. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's that's a separate concept that I know we talked about before. Like that would work. Um, I, I I think it's it would make a lot of sense if he cashes in, like say the the first Raw of of the year when they always try to make a big deal out of that one. Sure. And then they have a rematch at Royal Rumble, let Drew McIntyre win again, and then let Drew McIntyre get on with him, you know, his life or whatever. Um, I don't know. It does feel, I'm with you, it does feel like somewhere around there, you, it, something's got to happen. The, the plug's got to be pulled. you got to do something. Uh, anything else from Raw or SmackDown that we felt like we needed to cover? Yeah, we got the most hysterical line of the year in WWE when Ali said there is no failing in retribution. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is is pretty unintentionally hilarious, (laughs) isn't it? And and I'm looking forward to Matt Riddle and Bobby Lashley. I think that'll be a really fucking good match. I think Riddle's going to win. I I really do. I I think probably should. Yeah, I I think that feels like the right move at this point to get him that that kind of title to move him forward a little bit uh, after just taking a couple L's in the universal yeah, title I, I, the only thing that worries me about is you're already kind of messing with the hurt business with what's going on with cedric and stuff and what do you mean you take well they, they did that weird bit where like cedric celebrated by himself and you had shelton and mvp standing in the it was it was a little weird like i don't know the, i don't oh, know if i didn't pick the, up on that at all yeah i don't know if the blocking was just clunky but there there was something there was a little bit of a weird bit there um, and then if you had Lashley lose, I'd start to wonder about the Hurt Business when the Hurt Business is great right now. But you got to do something with, I mean, quite frankly, you got to do something with both Riddle and Keith Lee. Um, so, yeah, I have no problem with it at all. And, again, the feud will be good and the match will be good. Uh, agreed. Agreed on every account. <laughs> 100%. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. But there was a moment, and I can't remember if it was last week or this week. Was it this week where he was... Riddle had some really, he had some like hit and miss backstage moments, but they definitely are leaning in on him uh, talking backstage a little bit more like they sort of were with not as obviously as they were with the Street Profits coming in where that's all they did. But they definitely you can tell they like that now. 
mm-hmm. uh, which it was sort of the part of him that we were always concerned about, either whether they would either A, screw it up or not like it and mute it. Um, but right now it's like hit and miss. But the the line where he was talking to MVP and he said, I think MVP said, you're not my bro. And he said, oh, and, and, and yeah, MVP the like, the, yeah, so almost did a Saturday Night Live break. Um, I, I was really enjoy- like, some of the other stuff was a little cringe with Keith Lee, but like with him and MVP, those were really, really good segments, I thought. Yeah, I'll, I'll, and I'll, I think that was the week before was the uh, Riddle MVP thing. But well, uh, I mean, they spoke again this week. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 that specific, oh, I'm not your bro. It was last week, and that was great. But I, I thought the the Keith Lee thing was kind of a miss this week. Yeah, I agree. Anything else? Uh, WWE signed the Rascals and Alex Zane, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, I I like the Rascals. Do we know about Trey Miguel yet? He's not part. As of now, he's not part of it. Okay. Um, that that doesn't mean he can't be in the future. But as of now, the you know it's the other it's uh, Zachary Wentz and and, and Des- uh, Xavier Desmond yeah, signed. Right. And then Alex Zane as well, which is great. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I saw they signed like a former WNBA player or something like that. Yeah. She's, I mean, I. she's very athletic. I know that much. She's very athletic. Um, anything, is, is that it? Can we, I, I apologize. I, I don't mean to cut us off. I just, I, my time is no, about I, to I, run I think out. we've pretty much hit yeah. most of what we need to hit this week. All right. Very good. Uh, anybody want to plug something? Aaron, you want to plug VEASAN? Yeah, uh, check out VEASAN. Uh, we are on Sirius XM 204 to the end of this month, and then we're venturing uh, out onto other platforms later. But if you have Comcast, you can get us on the Xfinity app, or you can check out VEASAN.com. And uh, we have some great deals if you're looking to get into gambling more to get just information, stats, and picks every week. At the Aoster on Twitter is how you follow him. Uh, Brandon, do you want to plug something? Yeah, I, I actually have a great food item this week. Ooh! Buffalo chicken calzone from Aldi. From Aldi, you say mm. like, it's like two dollars, and you heat it's it's not frozen. It's just in the fresh section. You heat it up for like ten minutes, and it tasted like something I bought for like eight dollars from so. Other sure. than the size of it, it's not super big, but the taste of it was like something I purchased from a restaurant. Well, that's lovely. It was, that's so, it was great. That's wonderful. I can't believe how excited I am about Use this. Some ranch and eat it with ranch dressing. That is, better. that is tremendous. There you go. All right. Very good. At Brandon Linton on all of social course. media. And, of course, at AJ Francis 410 at Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. Seriously, you guys, need you to uh, step up, make some donations for me for helping up Mission, um, pinned on my Twitter, at Glenn Clark Radio. I need $20.20, 20, 20 from you. If you get in, if you happen to be in the Baltimore area, I'm going to throw you uh, in. Or in D- I know a lot of uh, Orioles fans in the D.C. area. Uh, I'll throw you in a raffle to win this uh, very limited uh, edition set of Cal Ripken cards that uh, Tops put together. If you da- donate $20.20 at, at Glenn-Clark on Venmo or glennclarkradio at gmail.com on PayPal, it's all going to take care of the folks at the Helping Up Mission, which is a wonderful place. Uh, here in our backyard so please step up and do something for us and we'll be collecting coats on december 14th as well at looney's perry hall so appreciate that for aaron for brandon for the main events vent 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 aj francis i'm glenn clark this is ben jobbing out jobbing out Fuck AJ for all the editing I'm going to have to do later.